Welcome to Employment Law Matters with Barrister Daniel Barnett. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Employment Law Matters with me, Barrister Daniel Barnett from Outer Temple Chambers in London. In this week's episode, I'm talking about giving references. Can you? Should you? Is a dates-only reference safest? We know that employees can sue for negligent or incorrect references, and although those sorts of claims are rare, they can be tricky to handle. I'm going to cover two things. First, do you ever need to give a reference, or can you just refuse? Second, if you do give one, what are the common pitfalls when giving a reference? Given there is no general obligation to provide a reference, the first question to think about when you have a request is, should you even bother? I personally think that if someone's been working with you for a while, it's pretty rubbish not to give a reference. Employers expect it, and they'll suspect you're refusing because the employee left under a cloud. So it's not very nice to refuse. But legally, there's no obligation at all to provide a reference other than in three situations. One, if you're under a regulatory obligation. For example, financial service organisations have specific duties. Two, if there's a contractual obligation. An obligation to give a reference doesn't often appear in an employment contract, but it is very common in a settlement agreement. And three, if there's an implied obligation, perhaps through custom and practice. Now, that's challenging for an employee to sustain, but it's not impossible. More significantly, if your reason for not giving a reference can be linked with a protected characteristic, or perhaps because an employee has previously brought some form of discrimination claim and you're refusing to give a reference as a consequence, the employee might have a discrimination or a victimization claim. Now, let's assume you're either obliged to give a reference, which is unusual outside certain sectors, including financial services, education, and the medical sector, or, more likely, you want to give a reference. What are the common pitfalls? First, has the employee consented to you giving a reference? The information you're processing in the reference will be covered by data protection laws, and it's usually quite difficult to establish any of the lawful grounds for processing other than consent. So make sure the employee has consented. This can usually be implied from the fact they've identified you as a referee. But problems can arise if you're planning to give a bad reference which they didn't know about, because they can then argue their consent isn't sufficiently informed or granular to be valid. Second, there's the content. References have to be fair and accurate and must not be misleading in what they contain or omit. The reference doesn't have to be very detailed or comprehensive. There's nothing to say you have to answer the 22 detailed questions posed by the new employer in their 
interminably turgid reference request. So when providing a reference, just step back and ask whether or not your reference paints a reasonable picture, one that doesn't make the employee out to be better or worse than they are. I'm going to give you six rules to bear in mind. One, remember you owe a duty to both your ex-employee and to their future employer. So you can be criticised both for saying too much and for saying too little if what you say or omit paints a false picture. Two, an employer shouldn't refer to an employee's misconduct unless it has reasonable grounds after a reasonable investigation for believing that the misconduct had taken place. Three, if you decide to mention uninvestigated allegations made against the employee, you have to spell out the fact that those allegations haven't been looked into. Failing to make the position clear could be a breach of your duty to the employee. 4. It's unwise to refer to things of which the employee is unaware, such as a customer complaint. Ask yourself if the employee would be taken by surprise, in a, in a bad way, by anything you've written in the reference. If they would, it's best not to include it, or at least to qualify what you're saying. For example, the employee has not been told about this and hasn't had a chance to provide an explanation. 5. Beware of giving too much detail about sickness absence. You could be risking a disability discrimination claim and you would almost certainly be breaching data protection laws unless you have express consent to disclose that information because, of course, it's sensitive personal data. So get express consent first. And six, be aware anything you say could come back and haunt you if the employee brings a claim against you. So if someone you've dismissed for poor performance brings an unfair dismissal claim, don't give a reference saying what a good performer they were. Then we have the dates only reference. Many organisations nowadays only give references containing the job title and the dates of employment, largely because of excessive and frankly usually unjustified caution about a manager saying something foolish. But those references still carry the danger that the new employer will make an unfair judgment about the employee based on the approach you've taken. Nevertheless, it's completely legal to limit your reference in this way, and you can't be criticised in any way unless there's a regulatory or contractual obligation to give a fuller reference, as I mentioned a few minutes ago. Thank you so much for listening. Please let me know what you thought. You can contact me via Twitter at Daniel underscore Barnett, or you can send me an email on podcast at danielbarnett.co.uk. And please hit subscribe on whatever podcast service you use. Subscribe to Employment Law Matters. I'm going to be doing one of these episodes every single week. And again, thank you for listening all the way through. Please, 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 if you're listening, take 20 seconds, go to iTunes and leave a review for Employment Law Matters. It helps other people learn about the podcast. I'm Daniel Barnett. Thank you for listening. 
Goodbye. Any information on this podcast is for general guidance only. Always seek legal advice. Please see full terms at www.danielbarnett.co.uk forward slash podcast terms.